Well, welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Movies and Brews podcast, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and staring me through the screen here is Mr. Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we are talking the Academy Award Best Picture winner, Coda. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and sometimes I got a good feeling, yeah. Ooh, got a feeling that I've never felt before, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, well, before we get started here, talk about our drinking. I got, I don't think it's a brand new one from Migration, but I don't remember having it. It's called Cannonball Northwest Red Ale. Saw it on the shelf. I'm like, oh, that was something different. I dark beer all winter so time to kind of step out to something lighter well i don't know if this is brand new uh but i've never had this fort george it's called power cycle never heard of it and it's a hazy a hazy pale ale okay and it's got a little tricycle on (laughs) power cycle so i like it it's pretty good it's good artwork Mm-hmm. Mm. all right yeah this red ale is not too shabby i like it nice. migration's usually pretty good they put out some pretty good stuff yeah they are they're really good mm. that mm. is pretty tasty well let's move on to some movie news anything good going on this week daniel uh we got some a couple things one i just saw today so i thought i'd mention it today eight years ago today the falcon or not sorry Eight years ago today, Captain America and the Winter Soldier was released. Holy smokes. Yeah, still one of my favorites. If not, it it goes in between, but I think that's still like reigning champion, like my favorite MCU movie. Yeah, if you take out the um, team-up films, as far as like the Avenger movies, like this is by far like solo film-wise, hell yeah. I mean, that and Guardians. Mm-hmm. I love Guardians still. So it goes in between those two. Like as my top favorites, it just depends on what time move uh, what type of mood I'm in. But that's still one of my favorites. We've seen it in years ago. We were blown away by the Winter Soldier. Yeah. But yeah, I remember seeing that one in theaters. Like, oh hell yeah. And we saw that multiple times first run. I think going up to Endgame, they played a bunch of MCU movies, and we definitely caught the relaunch or like the re-release of that one. Yeah, I think it was like five bucks too. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I have a few other things, but one of the big things I saw this week was that Bruce Willis announced that he's retiring from acting. Heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, because apparently he was diagnosed with something called aphasia, which I guess is just a language disorder caused by brain damage that affects the person's ability to of speech and to communicate so essentially mm-hmm. he got diagnosed apparently it just sounds like yeah like, i mean it's bruce willis like he essentially just said that he's like i'm gonna spend the rest of my you know like conscious years essentially or like you know best the rest of like the best that he's got with his family well so, from what i've heard the last couple movies he made which a lot of his have been straight to like video type movies a lot of the last couple he made though like there are times he was like on set, not knowing where he was kind of thing going on. So it's just, yeah, it's too damn bad. Cause he's definitely one of the greats. Yeah. 
Fifth Element, still one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Die Hard. Hell yeah. Die Hard, yeah. So, yeah, hats off to Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's made some classics, but yeah, he is retiring. Crazy. And let's see. How did your... Go ahead. Oh, I said the only other big news that I saw, which I thought was interesting and topical, but I guess the producer and the director of Turning Red both got leadership roles in Pixar. Nice. First, apparently, Lindsay Collins got promoted to the senior vice president of development, which apparently she's just like, she will lead the development group for Pixar for features and streaming. And I guess that essentially entails like she's kind of like, you know, helps the creative like people like kind of develop their ideas into what will become future Pixar films. Uh, Because apparently she has been there for almost 25 years. She is. Yeah, she was a co-producer on WALL-E, producer Finding Dory. And she also was, I guess, the vice president of development where she uh, helped with that Sparks Shorts program that they have on Disney Plus with all those like new shorts. Which, I mean, if you haven't watched some of those, those are also really Yeah, the one with the yarn and the robots. Yeah. Like those have been really good. And the director, I mean, I have a hard time pronouncing her name, but she, D, die, she. Anyway. I guess she was named vice president of creative joining essentially like the creative team, like I guess what the Pixar brain trust mm-hmm. um, to help develop future Pixar movies. And I guess she's also been there for a decent amount of time. She apparently, I didn't, you know, I, I learned all this when I read the article today, but apparently she worked as an intern uh, and then she was hired as a story artist on Inside Out. And then she worked on The Good Dinosaur, The Incredibles 2 and Toy Story Fur. I need to see Inside Out again. It's a good one. I mean, that was one of your favorites. I know that. And obviously, I think you already know, but she was the director for the short Bayo with the little dumpling boy. Yep. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, And I'm like, hmm, that's That's cool. And like I said, I I didn't know anything about either of them. So I read the article, but it's cool to know that like 25 years at Pixar. Damn, that's crazy. That is nuts. Well, cool. All right, well, more originals coming, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you said, like you said we're going to see a different era of Pixar coming through. More OG, less sequels. Yes, still a good thing for me. All right, uh, that's like. all the movie news I have this week. How did your Morbius movie do at the box office? <laughs> Oh, man, I saw so many people just dunking and dunking and dunking and dunking. And then guess what? Guess what? They dunked some more. Um, yeah, I, th- I guess it made like $39 million over the weekend, which in some ways is not terrible per se, but not great for superhero films, I guess, in this modern era. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, Morbius. Let's see. Oh, right. My other movie news that I was going to mention because I forgot to even write it down was we found out that Jared Leto's even more of a douche. Because <laughs> uh, apparently, like part of the articles that I read about Morbius, you know, while people were dunking on it, one of the things that came out was Jared Leto, famous for like his method acting for better or worse. It sounds like for worse most of the time. He sounds like 
like on the same, like maybe even on the same level, maybe even worse than like working with an Ed Norton, who's just like impossibly difficult to work with mm-hmm. because Morbius. So unfortunate too, because, because he's a fantastic actor. Um, Ed Norton. Norton. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like. Eh. Norton, especially if you go watch his early stuff, fantastic actor. And Birdman. Yeah. yeah. But no, apparently what came out was because of his method acting ways, um, Jared Leto, since Morbius, like spends some of the movie, like, you know, he's... Hold on. Let me, let me suck. I just want to suck on your blood out of your neck. One sec. One sec. Trust me, it's for the role. It's for the role. Well, no, it's worse than that. Worse apparently... than that. No, well, apparently since like his character is like disabled, like, you know, at least partially disabled until he be- like gets his superpowers and becomes Morbius. Mm-hmm. Um, he insisted that he spent his entire time on set walking around in crutches. And apparently it took so long and like delayed filming day to day so much that they had him compromised to just sitting in a fucking wheelchair and taking his piss breaks. But apparently he was offsetting their timetables because he was taking so goddamn long going to going to and from the bathroom. Oh, geez. <laughs> and I was like, come on, man. Like, just just go pee real quick. Here, like, don't be an asshole. Here's a beer bottle. Pee in this. It's just it's just laughably like that's just that's like, you know, there might have been a time where I'm like, wow, it's committed. But I'm like, come on, man. That's kind of like a douchey move. Only it was for a better movie yeah at least make the movie worth it uh, has, i've had what, people ask me the last, last couple like, weeks like you can go see morbius nope no 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 intentions on it no no maybe 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 well, like you, release with lots of beer i like what you said like was it like maybe it's just last week now that it's finally out, we can stop seeing commercials for it every time we go to the movies. That's all I saw on like film TikTok. People are just like, I can't wait for this movie to come out. I'm not going to see it. I'm just glad I don't have to watch that fucking trailer again. I'm like, yeah. Exactly. All, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I started getting all these jackass forever trailers or commercials again on YouTube. Like, critics are raving about jackass forever. I'm like, are they? I mean, not anymore. Also, like, I, I mean, like, like, I thought this came out this over means... a month ago. Why are we seeing commercials for this still? Get this out of here. <laughs> and not like this means a lot, but a... Morbius is rated at 16% on Rotten Tomatoes with 204 Oof. Uh, reviews. So, okay, like so... I said, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. Well, but... I gotta say, after uh, we'll get into it in a little bit here, I am so glad we decided to go with Best Picture winner instead of Morbius this week. Honestly, yes. <laughs> I mean, like I said, pick any best picture winner, even if it's not like your favorite movie, you still at least know that you're getting something good. You know, like I said, I don't like I said, even though I've watched Saving Private Ryan, I'm sure Shakespearean loves decent. Let's hope. Let's hope. I've never seen it. The only time I ever thought about it was I thought about watching it the week we reviewed Saving Private Ryan. Because I'm like, okay. Someday I will watch it. But I didn't for the longest. I didn't for the longest time because like fuck this movie. <laughs> Private Ryan should have won. What's that? What the hell is this? Shakespeare. Pugh. Well, it was a while ago. So it was 1997. Well, eight. But yeah, I was in high school. 
Oh yeah. Then his imprint is like, well, fuck this movie. I'm I have Thanks, really man. big feelings <laughs> about a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I just remember being blown away by Private Ryan too. I'm like, oh my god, I've never seen anything like this before. I love it. Like Shakespeare, I hate Shakespeare. Romeo and Juliet, they're fucking stupid. Exactly. <laughs> and then, well, wait, was it ninety six or ninety seven? Because Titanic, no, because Titanic was ninety seven. I I have no idea. Anyway, I was just a wee babe. Wee little thing. A wee yeah. babe. Fuck the Shakespeare stuff. And then a year later, oh my god, Romeo and Juliet on a boat. Woo! <laughs> so sad. <laughs> That's just how it happens. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, shall we move on here? Did you see anything else this week? Uh, the only oh, so for other things I saw this week, I did watch the first episode of Moon Knight. Oh, cool. Uh, thoughts so far, I liked it personally. I a little bit too much shaky cam for my liking just because i do get a little like headache sometimes it's not as bad when i'm watching tv though but uh overall i thought it was interesting like i said i don't know a lot about the characters and like part of like the characters like you know mythos and persona is literally that he has a uh, personality a personality disorder mm-hmm. so it's vague like it's very vague on purpose and it has a very and I didn't even think about this until afterwards, but like, it's, well, it's more of a spoiler, so I won't say that, but it just, it's interesting. And like, it seems like this first episode was like a really interesting, like kind of gets you like, it's, it feels like a whirlwind. Like you don't really know what's going on. You don't really have time to catch your footing. It just kind of feels like it's all over the place. And then at the end so of the episode, kind of in the world, exactly. You're kind of thrown into his like disorder, I guess. Uh, but what I like, what I've seen, I liked. Um, there's some other thoughts in there, but it's more spoiler, so maybe we can talk about it once you've already seen it, like maybe next week. But um, I'm I'm curious, and I actually went back and finished reading like the Moon Knight run that I was working on when they announced the show with the trailer, um, which does a good job, more or less, of ex- like ex- introducing like the characters, like mi- like disorder. I I don't know. When I, try, I keep saying disorder. <laughs> does does this feel more towards Netflix Marvel versus Disney Plus Marvel? It's, Somewhere in the middle. It it falls more in the middle than anything else. Like this doesn't feel like as raw or as hardcore as Daredevil, but it feels a lot more. It feels a lot has a lot. Jesus, it the there are definitely darker undertones to it than like what I you know got from like hawkeye or i don't know it, it just feels like it's a little bit dingier a little bit grungier but okay you know i i would give it a watch i mean it's another like 46 minute something like that show and we get a new episode every wednesday so we'll get a new episode tomorrow sweet i'm actually liking disney plus's approach to weekly rather than dumping it all at once i mean yeah yeah, I'm excited. HBO is to... doing that. Same with Hulu. I think for other stuff like, yeah, I need I need to finish. I w- did watch a little bit more Pam and Tommy. I'm getting close to the end. I think I have two episodes to go. Still enjoying myself and looking forward to just seeing it come to an end, wrap itself up. Yeah. And uh, two episodes into 
winning time, the rise of the LA Lakers, and I'm, or excuse me, the rise of the Laker dynasty. And I'm enjoying this show so far. I, yeah, only two episodes in. I think five are available now, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'm right now. I'm I'm trying to get through this. Our flag means death. You know, I I'm really liking it. Uh, hilarious show, right up my alley. So that's what I'm working on right now. But I'm also going to be keeping up with Moon Knight because I'm I'm interested to see where it's going to go. Cool. Well, yeah, got to keep ourselves busy till Obi Wan and Stranger Things. Yeah, both released on the same day now. Oh yeah, Obi Wan got moved two days back. Yeah, but now we get two episodes on Friday. I know, but I'm like, man, do I just do I just take that whole do I take that whole night off and just watch these premieres? Maybe. I wish. Or well, I guess if they both premiere at midnight, technically, I could maybe watch them back to back at twelve one a.m. on Thursday night. Oh, you know, I did do that. I did do that for the first episode of Book of Boba Fett. Heck yeah! Was it worth it? <laughs> Uh, the first episode is sweet. Like in the long run, no. No, yeah. In the long run, no. But, <laughs> you know, what can you do? What can you do, exactly? All righty. Well, cool. Well, let's move on here then, and let's get into our main movie on tap, and mm-hmm. let's talk Coda. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. Coda, streaming on Apple TV or Apple Plus. Coda is written and directed by Sean Hader, starring Amelia Jones, Marley Matlin, Troy Kutzer, Daniel Durant, and Eugenio Derbez. He's the one that plays the teacher. Um, <laughs> Probably totally butcher that, but you know, he plays Mr. V, we'll call him. Mr. V. As a coda, child of a deaf adult, is the only hearing person in her deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her passion at Berkeley College of Music and her fear of abandoning her parents. So going in, I honestly didn't know nothing about this movie, really. I, I knew what coda stood for, and it kind of revolved around a family, but that was about it. Yeah, I knew it was like, parents and i think a couple other siblings or so that were deaf and they had their one child that was fine could hear but other than that i knew nothing about the story whatsoever going in kind of i guess it will being on apple plus i'm like well i can't really see it <laughs> so i just didn't really put much effort into trying to find it but then here it is winning best picture my, and that kind of got my attention though well okay you know i've only seen a couple of things nominated this year this is best picture this just won Let's see what it's all about. And my gosh, glad I did. Yeah, you know, I didn't think about this, but apparently Apple TV is now the first streaming service to win a Best Picture award. 
Yes, they are. Um, Eat that Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Mitchell's versus the machines. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I honestly like, like I said, this year was kind of weird because, you know, or, and I know we've said this before, so, okay, but like organically, get just from seeing movies week to week, I usually see about half of the best picture nominees, you know, but this year with 10 nominees, when they release the list, I'm like, I've only seen two of those when they release. I mean, I've seen like four or five now with like Nightmare Alley and watching Coda. You know, we've seen Dune. I know there's at least one more that we've seen already. Licorice Pizza. You've seen Licorice Pizza. I haven't seen that yet. But, um, you know, so I'm like, you know, just going down the list, I'm like, I didn't even hear about Coda. I didn't hear anything about it until I saw the nomination for it. And then I started hearing a lot more about it, obviously. Didn't even realize it was on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it was interesting. Like I said, I didn't know much about it. Never saw a trailer for it. You know, I just read a brief synopsis and I'm like, okay, well, like I said, we had a lull on our schedule and I wanted to see it anyway. Um, so here we are, we're just like, yeah, let's haven't seen it. Just got best picture. We had a dead week. Why wouldn't we watch this movie? Why wouldn't we? Yeah. It's either this or more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. You know, and let me try to say, um, you know, so I guess like my anticipation was like more curiosity than anything, but like what I did gleam, like kind of like a coming of age story with, you know, a child of a deaf, deaf adults and like, but it, I think, well, I feel like that's a little bit, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I love, I was looking forward to it a little bit from what I gleam just because, you know, best picture nominee should at least be decent it may not be a movie for me but or like you know I, well it is it is a movie for me i love coming of age stories i even wrote that down in my notes because i'm like i fucking love these types of movies they're some of my favorites you know um yeah he hasn't seen licorice pizza I, I <laughs> but you know like it and i you could be forgiven if you like read the synopsis and you're like oh, okay i've kind of seen a movie like this before and it has a familiar plot line but all of its execution is very well done which you know i would expect from a best picture yeah i again i i didn't know what i was getting into i read the synopsis I'm like, I, I, my thoughts i think were just oh, that could be cute but yeah i'll watch it i'm, I'm kind of curious i honestly i did not know that i would like it so as much as i did like i i sat down and watched it end up watching it at a friend's house i thought i was gonna go see in theaters end up just watching it at a friend's house Mm -hmm. and i thought for sure i'm like it'll be good but will it be like licorice pizza good which pulled me in and where i had to go see it again within a month at the theater will it be that good who knows it'll still probably be a good entertaining movie i thought this movie was fantastic i mean i just the execution of it was so well done and like we, we just you know we watched the lost city last week which just had such like shoehorn humor every other every like 30 seconds or whatever this the humor was sprinkled throughout and just came across so much more natural and it was which made it so much more funnier just great moments you really bought the family as being a family like you really thought you were watching a real family it was great <laughs> yeah i mean the movie's incredibly immersive and you know it almost felt like and it's not like a one-to-one but one of the things that i thought about watching like man it kind of felt like 
Like, you know, I go in and be like, this sounded interesting. Let's just see if I personally will like it. And it almost felt like how I, I felt watching the peanut butter Falcon where I'm just like, this looked interesting. Child LaBeouf, like, let's see it. And then I watch, I'm like, holy shit, this movie blew my, blew me away. And I, it feels so stupid. And I, I feel a little silly. Cause we're like, wow, singing the praise. I'm like, it won best picture, but you know, it's still nice to know that like, yeah, this, this movie was great and we both really liked it because even best pictures like you might not personally like it but it could well it, it, and it felt like a genuine win i mean there's some good nominations licorice pizza dune all great films and i'm sure that some of the other ones we haven't seen yet still really good i'm sure they're all pretty good jordan <laughs> hopefully yeah. you'd hope but so yeah i mean we can just kind of get into it i guess but I, mean, I, I, just, I just love the whole way the whole just from the get-go beautiful shots on the water we are with the family on the boat you know they their business is fishing that's what they do all things starts off with the with <clears throat> with the daughter uh ruby, ruby singing etta james which i was just like oh yeah here we go i'm liking this already here we go but just that that opening scene was just wonderful, I thought. But yeah, we kind of, we catch up with the family and just kind of get to know them in different phases. But yeah, right at the bat, we got the daughter singing Etta James, Something's Got a Hold on Me. And she's just singing to herself because yeah, no one else can hear her. And just kind of showing what they do in their day-to-day lives on the boat, which is really cool. And how they interact, you know, then we go back to the shore where they're trying to sell the fish and just how they interact with everybody on their day-to-day lives, how she is the family's interpreter, basically. And mm-hmm. yeah, we just dive right into uh, their life. She's about to start her senior year of high school. Yeah, you know, and one of the things, like, I mean, we already mentioned it a little bit, but like, especially like just watching the movie, the immersion feels so real. It feels like real conversations. It all feel, It all feels very genuine you know so you know like all the conversation like she's talking how she's talking to her her family feels funny like you know just like oh i gotta go to school now you know calling her brother like an ass face or <laughs> i forget what she calls him yeah, shit face. Oh, like a shit face and how like she signs it like shit face, you know and the, the signing of it was hilarious <laughs> yeah which just added to the humor you know but then her like interacting with like the people who are buying the fish you know, her friend, like, you know, telling her dad, you know, and what, you know, I, what I like thought was the most interesting, like aspect of the movie, which you get, they pretty much give you a feel for it, right? Like almost immediately, as soon as you start the movie is since the family, like her mom, father and older brother are all deaf. So being as they're such a tight family unit that their family feels like an outsider to their community is like their fishermen, you know, as their fishing community. And then Ruby herself feels like an outsider in her deaf family. Right. You know, and, you know, and that's kind of like the crux of the movie is like the family struggling to find their community and footing in their fishing community from, you know, outside forces of just like, and also like a very real, like, you know, their livelihoods getting interrupted because of all these like new sanctions or, yeah, I didn't really under, you know, I've never 
but you know like regulations yeah like just like i know i was like gosh i was like i thought we were in massachusetts now it feels like we're back in california (laughs) well i i don't like i don't really like understand i mean i understood it enough for the movie but i don't really know how to explain it besides just like regulation just like you know like oh just testing you know that's right it's just regulations government trying to stick their fingers and things well and then you have you know, and then so that's their struggle to try and integrate in like, but they also for most of the movie, her family feels lost because they don't know what to do because their livelihoods being threatened and not just theirs, a lot of different fishermen, but they don't really know because her dad like references that like you should say something, but he, you know, you know, because like they're deaf, you get like the um you get the aspect of like they're afraid to like kind of speak up because since no one in their community but outside of their family you know because it seems like a semi like decently small town no one knows how to sign with them Mm -hmm. you know and so like it's hard for them to speak up and be like no like we think we have an idea but you know like we they're just afraid that no one will listen to them and then you know and then ruby on the other hand is doing is pursuing her own goals with trying to get into singing yeah she decides senior year why not join a sing class i like to sing i'm gonna join a class for fun and such a good moment like her and the teacher i mean (laughs) mr v i guess we'll call him he cracked me up oh my god i did not like him at first because i'm like dude you're a high school teacher oh i'm like you're a high school teacher you're taking yourself real seriously oh man i i loved him from the get-go i thought he was fantastic (laughs) yeah um but i you know i did obviously like grow to like his character to the end because he obviously very much actually gave a shit about ruby and like trying yeah. to push her because it's also like you know he was essentially ruby's lifeline to kind of like pull her out of her shell and kind of like get her to realize like you, there is a life outside of your family and you know throughout the entire movie you get the push and pull of her trying to pursue her like her dreams and like trying to like you know deciding to go to college and her family trying to pull her the other way like well we need you you know and like eventually you know and i just like you know they did a a good job with it too because neither side felt like the enemy if you would ruby versus her the rest of her family especially her folks neither one felt like the enemy at all yeah you know you i'm uh, i definitely get why her family you know because they just grew so much to depend on her and especially like throughout the movie they started their own business and like she's kind of like the face because they sign she interprets but she's all part of like the same unit but then and they've so had, yeah, there's a couple times where like no, you're under the impression there's been nobody else but her as their interpreter either so it's all they've exactly. known for 18 years basically yeah so they just develop such a heavy codependence on her that they can't fathom like being able to act even like accomplish their goals without her so for her to like start being like well i want to accomplish my own goals it is a very interesting dynamic and like you said like yeah there's some points where i'm like okay mom like you're being a bit of a bitch but you understood like it wasn't like malicious so to speak they're just like like i said they just developed such a tight like codependence like it's like do or die family family or nothing is kind of like what they develop for better or worse which you know i thought gave everybody especially mostly the parents um and the brother has his own character development but that's more developing like the relationship between him and his parents and well and ruby too but i like Everybody had an 
amazing amount of character development in only in yeah less than two hour movie too mm-hmm. or just yeah. over two it's like right under like two right hours. right at two hours yeah but you know like so to have hour you know, 45 to have like such i would have loved to read the script because i imagine the script is incredibly tight because in a, especially incredible i bet it's incredibly detailed too just because like everything feels so good everything feels so like so tailor-made that it feels completely organic which is really what really so sean Hader, the director she was nominated for best adaptive screenplay and won for it i don't know how she especially since her movie is up for best picture and won best picture how she was not nominated for best director for, for me i know it happens every once in a while but for me the direct best director and best picture go hand in hand they usually do. And for her to not get even get nominated really blew my mind. Because she essentially not only adapted, you know, because this was a movie that came out, it was a French film from 2014. She adapted it and she brought together the, you know, speaking world and the deaf world together. And I mean, the set had to have been just kind of a crazy set, if you will, for giving direction and making everything work so organically well. That again, I, I just, it blows my mind she wasn't even nominated for Best Director. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is this her first director? Is this her directorial debut? I don't think it's her directorial debut. First nomination and win, but... Because I definitely... Okay. Now she's done a few other ones. Maybe it's maybe she's done a lot of TV, though, too. She did, let's see. Little America. Nine episodes of that. One episode of Orange is the New Black. Two episodes of Glow. So she's done TV. So maybe this is film-wise her debut. Yeah. Because um, I'm like, damn, like if she had more movies. Okay, so she did some, probably an independent film in 2016. Doggy Dog, 13-minute short film. Mother, 15-minute uh, short film. So two shorts, an independent called Tallulah, and some TV, and then Coda. Okay, damn. Well, I... This is like, like I said, like this was right up my alley, but also just like it was, <laughs> again, I feel so stupid, but it, it was really good to the point that, yeah, I'm surprised she didn't get a Best Director nominee, but I'm also like, it's going to become like one of those things like, that I'm like, okay, she's coming out with a new movie. I am interested day one. I want to at least know what it's about. You know, yeah. I want to see. Pretty cool that all three things that was nominated for, Adaptive Screenplay, Supporting Actor, and Picture, Took home all three. That hasn't yeah. happened since Return of the King in 2003 when it was nominated for, I think, 11 Academy Awards and took home all that it was nominated for. Damn. That's awesome. I didn't even realize that. Pretty cool sweep but- there. But yeah, everybody was fantastic, though. The cast, I mean, I don't know who this Amelia Jones is, but man, I love her. I thought she was so great as Ruby. And yeah, her parents, who are actually deaf in real life yeah marley matlin and troy uh, kotzer i guess i didn't know this but i guess marley matlin has been around for a little while she actually won an academy award back in 1987 she was in a movie with william hurt called children of a lesser god where she played a i don't know if she was a student or another faculty member but she was they meet in a school as part of let's just say they're both faculty members meet in a school for the deaf and uh yeah anyway she won an oscar for that so interesting yeah she was the i think at the time the youngest actress to win an oscar or youngest actor altogether to win an oscar at 21 i believe and 
yeah, first deaf person to ever win an Oscar. So, and yeah. honestly, like, and a lot of their humor just came from the natural, like, like what felt like like the natural family chemistry. Like the mom and dad, and like when they like when uh, Ruby's interacting with both of her parents. Like, I mean, the movie starts out with her like interpreting, like, or well, pretty soon after, like, uh, they're in like a doctor's office to kind of show, like, you know, she's the family interpreter, and him <laughs> describing like her dad just like signing. And she has to say, like, yeah, itch. And he's like, no, they're on fire, you know, and showing all that and him describing it. And like, even her just like, and the doctor saying, like, oh, you're not, you can't have sex for two weeks. And then she signs it to her parents, like, you can't have sex ever again. He's like, what? What? Just what? And she's like, just it's two weeks, only two weeks. And I like how both their parents are just like, two weeks, no way. And I just, that's one thing I love is the dad's just like, my wife is a fox. Like, I love my wife. And it's so cute and endearing, too. It is. <laughs> it really you know? is. Because, <laughs> yeah, even two weeks is like, what? Two weeks? You're like, you're fucking crazy. So it's funny. even to have that, like, one of the things, like, one of, like, the funniest but, like, most awkward moments was when, well, you know. Sorry, yeah, maybe we should say that for spoilers because i do want to talk about that moment that was one of my okay you know what i'm leaning up yeah yeah yeah. but like i said uh most of like the or like most of the humor just comes from less jokes i mean they're making jokes but they're having like joking around with your family like it just feels so real like even good genuine well-written humor again unlike this lost city that we saw last week where they're trying to cram a joke down your throat every 30 seconds which is lame line for lame line it's like good genuine wholehearted jokes yeah, but, but yeah, I I loved it. I mean, even the score to this movie was good. Um, and her, also, like, I, so I loved yeah. everything like between her and her friend, and the again the relationship with the teacher, and just things like you know like family stuff is making me late to my teacher. He's not taking me serious. I mean, he says if he's going to help me, like I got to be here on time. Otherwise, his time ain't worth it. And which we all yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. So there's oh, there's just so many good moments in this movie. Yeah. And one of the things we didn't mention quite yet, but I'll mention it before we get into more detailed moments. But some of the best moments in this movie are when they like there's less sound, like no soundtrack, and you just like, you know, you just see the family like signing to each other, and you actually have to like read what's on the screen. Cause if you're not paying attention, you're gonna miss a lot of humor. Cause a lot of it is oh, obviously yeah. signed between the family members. And there were a couple of times Shiloh was talking to me, and I'm like, oh, like I have to rewind because I missed a bit you know or like what was going on you know so i love the whole tinder thing at the table like before they eat like no music at the table fine whatever you're trying to, you guys are being so loud i'm trying to concentrate yeah and then i like the brothers swiping at the table and they're like all looking at the screen and like well how can we get do tinder at the table and not music tinder is something we can all do together as a family which i thought that was so funny. <laughs> Oh, so great. There's just so many good moments like that. Well, Tinder, so we can do as a family. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, you want to get into more like spoiler talk and get into like some of our favorite scenes? And- yeah, I'll talk some of our favorite yeah. scenes. Yeah, let's uh, spoiler okay. talk here. In three, two, one. Spoilers. Spoiler talk. Okay. Wait, uh, okay. So, now. 
we can get into some funny scene or like some of our favorite stuff. But uh, a couple of things before we get into like the scene that I know we were both talking about. But I thought it was so funny when like I lo- I forget what her friend's name was. Yeah, I forget her name too. Like a G- <laughs> like it started with a G. Gertie. That's her name. Gertie. Yeah. Her friend Gertie, when they come over to the house and you know, she's walking by her brother and she's like, damn, your brother got hot. She's like, shut up. She's like, what? He can't hear me. Yeah. You know, and I just thought that was funny. But then when she comes back down, she's like, How do I sign to your brother? Like, I think you're hot, or like, hey, do you want to like essentially like, hey, do you want a bone? You know, I just like she comes down, does like her sign, then she walks off, and you don't see it like, you know, there's no captions on the screen. So you don't know. That was a brilliant thing to do is save the joke for when he repeats it back, basically. Don't don't give it to us, don't give it to the audience right away. Let us anticipate it. Yeah. And I'm just like, because you obviously know she doesn't know. So you know she's pulling a fast one on her friend. But I love how he comes down and he's like, what's wrong with Gertie? She's like, what do you mean? She's like, why did she tell me she has herpes? <laughs> Which, I mean, I thought that was hilarious. You want to know what's even really funny? What? Is when we uh, see him after he gets in the, the brother gets in the fight at the bar. Which, awesome scene. He's at the at the bar talking there talking to the uh bartender and they're mm-hmm. kind of hitting off over texting uh, maybe it's just from pulling her hair back and putting it in a tail did not realize that that was gertie at first i thought it's just a different chick altogether nope that was her friend <laughs> so then he hooks up with, the, with her in the in the background like all right go uh whatever the brother's name is whatever the, what is his name uh, his name is Leo. Yeah. My phone froze up for some reason. Well, his name's Leo. But yes, Leo and Gertie just like kind of hitting it off. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I was like, go Leo, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it, it, I think it was like the second, next encounter I realized, oh wait, oh wait, that is her friend still. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, at first glance, she just looked different at the bar. So I thought it was just someone else altogether. Yeah, I mean, it's true. You don't, ex- well, I guess they kind of even mention it. I'm like, you don't expect like a high schooler to work at a bar, no. but it's probably her dad, her, like her mom or dad's like bar. Like, yeah, relative, some kind of owns the bar. So yeah, she joins, the, she joins band, loved it. She's choir. This, or choir, sorry. She gets this partner. They got to start practicing their duets. They got to hit, they go to her house. And that's the least of the funniest scenes. Well, because early in the movie, I thought to myself too. So I was watching with my friend, and I looked over it. I'm like, you know, it's probably funny. Is uh, I bet you her parents bone because I mean, they, sh- they show their parents are pretty hand- handsy and passionate. And I'm like, I bet you they bone. Don't realize how loud they're getting, and she hears it right through the wall. I just, oh, made, like, I, just I just ran, I just randomly made that comment early in the movie. <laughs> I mean, constantly. I bet that's one of the reasons why she loves music so much. <laughs> and. And that's a nice thing too. She could just turn music on and blast it, and nobody hears. Yeah, as long as the, like it's not as long as it's not so loud that like it's vibrating the walls. It's Which, fine. Another great thing when they come to pick her up at school and they're blasting the rap music and they're turn it down. What I like rap vibrates my ass. Yeah. <laughs> so see, funny. I thought that was so funny. That was hilarious. You know, yeah, so and- they hear the parents boning, and I like how she opens the door. It actually sees them like no, she doesn't. She does she op- cracks it just enough to stick her hand through to flick the light 
I was in the impression she's still kind of like saw with her own eyes, but yeah, she starts flicking I'm, the light as a warning, like, hey, I'm home. But yeah, then we cut the downstairs. Her and the guy are on one couch, the parents on the other, and awkward. Not only awkward, but it's literally like, it's not even like they got dressed. They're in their robes, you know? And I was just like thinking, I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, dude, if you're a parent, like, I feel like a regular parent, you'd be like, I'm so sorry about that. But then they come and just like, they kind of like turn around, just like, what are your intentions? Are you going to wear condoms? Like, and like the signing for like, are you going to put a helmet on the soldier? That was so funny. You know, and I'm just, and I like how she's like, oh my God, like, this is the worst. He's like, I should like, please get out. Just leave, please. The scene was so funny, so awkward. I laughed hysterically, though. <laughs> yeah. That was just great. Like, oh, we know you're home. Well, while we're here talking about sex, you two using protection? <laughs> I, it's like, what are you She's like, oh, my God. Like, he's my partner. He's my, he's my partner. Like, partner. We know. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just oh man, oh, that was I, just I was like, losing it during that scene. I know I'm just like, wow, this is so awkward, but like a hilarious situation, like a hilarious situation that you could see yourself in. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, well, just and just how they humiliate her at school because he he tells one friend. His intentions are just to tell like his best guy friend, who of course tells his friend, who tells his friend, who tells his friend, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. You know how these things go. Also, the whole school, when when that girl at the table signed that to her, and she was like, "Oh my fucking god, get me out of here!" What? Oh, I mean, I understand her rage towards the guy. Like, what the hell did you do? You weren't supposed to tell anybody. Which I honestly like that they actually like drag that out. Like she's pissed off at him for a a good amount of like the movie after that. You know, like you. Yeah. Like they, well, they I like that too. That's not just e- quick forgiveness. It's like, no, you fucking embarrassed the shit out of me. Not only that, but you're also insulting my family. You know, she even talks to him about like, like, yeah, yeah. Like not only like are you embarrassed me but like now i have to do what i always have to do is i have to defend my family because no one else can hear them talk shit about them mm-hmm. you know which i also thought was you know like an interesting like it's, it's definitely a family like it's i don't think dysfunctional is the right word but it's definitely like got a lot more nuances than you would think just from the offset but they do a really good job about no, I, w- I wouldn't consider them dysfunctional at all well, that, well, that's why I say I didn't think dysfunctional was, it just has different nuances. Like every family has nuances, but this just sounds like a different, but I loved like the movie really did a great job of exploring all of it. Like with the community, how Ruby relates to her family, how her family was also afraid that they wouldn't be able to connect with her because they're deaf and she's hearing. So they weren't really, you know, cause the mom even talks about how she's like, I was sad when they told me that you could hear when you were born. Because she's like, because my mom, we don't have a very good relationship because she can hear. And she's just afraid that they wouldn't be able to connect to her because they were deaf and she was hearing. So good I love they really explore so many interesting aspects of the entire community. There are so many good family. moments. So uh, let's see, not, not to rush it, but let's see. 
some good moments. Her recital, great moment, especially when we go to the parents' point of view or the family's point of view. That was just a great moment there. Yeah, I mean, well, we should talk about that real quick before you blow past it. But yeah, like, you know, she it's introduced early on that like Ruby is going to do a duet with the guy who kind of pisses her off for a while. But in that like last part of the movie with her singing her duet, which I thought was a really powerful moment for a couple things, just because, you know, the family's there. None of them can hear. No one's signing the, like the lyrics to them or anything. So they're just kind of like sitting there and they just kind of look around for yeah. social cues more than they're anything there for else. support. You know, yeah, they're there for moral support. But, you know, it's also kind of said like, I was thinking about them, like, think about that. Like your, your daughter has like this passion that she loves and you can support her, but you can't. And, you know, I got to, I was thinking about like how hard it would be from a parent standpoint. It's like, you see all these people like, clapping and like listening and just having a great time and not actually being able to like really yeah i mean imagine imagine if like hans zimmer's parents were deaf and couldn't hear his brilliance from over the years yeah like something like that like it's definitely hard for both of them Mm -hmm. you know but i also loved how you go there's a sweeping shot where it just goes behind the parents and all the sound is completely cut so you're just like sitting with the parents watching her perform but there's absolutely no sound which i thought was and in, I, I love that moment in the movie. It's probably one of my, my favorite moments of the entire movie. So I thought that was just really good. It's a really good sequence all the way around. Um, anyway, you can you can keep going. I just didn't want to blow past the recital part because I really- No, and I wasn't trying to. Scene. But I, I mean, that moment led to one of my other favorite moments was her and her dad out by the truck. Same. That was another amazing moment in the movie. And there's one right after the other too. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, because you know, yeah, and you, you see that like I, I remember seeing that in, like Baby Driver, where like uh his uncle or I forgot what his relationship is with like the elderly man in Baby Driver, but you know when he's listening to music, his uncle would like hold the bass and like kind of feel the vibration, mm-hmm. you know. So I thought that was really interesting, like you know, like he's, and I just thought he was gonna just like walk because they sit in the back of the trunk after the recital, and he her dad asked her to sing the song that she was singing you know, and asked her questions like what it was about. And then, you know, I thought he was just going to lip read, but then he like holds his hand like against her throat and like, you know, against her chest so he can hear the vibe or like feel the vibrations of the music, which like probably, it was a powerful moment. I, it was, I almost was in, uh, I was almost tearing up at that point. I was holding a pillow up. So I'm on, I'm on the couch. My friend Tyler's over on his chair. I'm lifting a pillow up so he can't see my face. Because of that moment. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, that was just a really, really great moment. So good. It was so good. Um, that, that number at the end, though. <sighs> yeah. Everything about um, that at the end. That audition for her to get a scholarship. <sighs> so good and yeah one thing she doesn't and i guess i didn't think anything of it at the time is when she's doing the duet at the school doesn't sign the words just sings like she's supposed to with everybody else i thought she was going to yeah i guess for some reason it crossed my mind that she would at that moment but yeah when she starts doing it at the audition and i love it too how she starts out just singing piano playing 
the teacher sees the parents come o- over in the above balcony and was like purposely screws up the notes and like okay we have to start over sorry well i think that was also because he's looking at her because you know they go th- and we didn't you know they do a lot of exercise where you like he's like you know he gets her worked up sometimes when he's like you're not really giving me your all so he gets her worked up and then she just like belts it out that you know like, with, moment rawr, rawr, yeah exactly me, you know me. just like rawr. has that like you know moment where she just gets worked again so, i like i love this guy so much this teacher i mean he's the teacher we all need yeah and to how i thought because i didn't even think about that but i thought it was more of like when he screws it up because he kind of like she looks back and he's like i think he kind of just like if you don't like if you don't get into it right now you're gonna flat you're gonna you're done you're done so and but yeah how the ending like the song was beautiful and i love how she's just singing it and all she's doing is like staring at her family signing the entire Mm -hmm. song to them this totally reminded me of um God, why am I talking about your name? Fuck me, man. Mia, Jesus. All right. (laughs) No, this this totally reminded me of Mia's audition at the very end of La La Land, where, you know, she was like talking about her aunt before she gets into singing. Mm -hmm. It's a similar moment, definitely different ish, but definitely had some good similarities where I was just sitting there just in awe the whole time. And her, I, I got actually, this, I said this while watching the movie, Ruby's singing kind of reminded me of Emma Stone's a little bit. Mm, I did not think of that, but that's awesome. I haven't seen La La Land in a little bit. I'm overdue for a rewatch. Got to watch it. Yeah, I just watched it. But, um, yeah, you know that? That was really great. Um, I don't know. But that Is moment there... when she starts signing for her parents to watch it. Ah, so good. It was really good. so good. Yeah. But yeah, but the singing part, Ruby and Mia kind of had some similarities that I enjoyed quite a bit. But yeah, that was a great, great moment. And then I guess we kind of go into like a montage and see the family business starting to come together and rise and things like that. Well, it's not only the family business, but you see like the family finding community by like start going out on their own and bringing the community with them which like the moment the moment where she signs for the dad saying like enough of this bullshit with these bureaucrats follow me i'm gonna start my own business whoever wants to come can very jerry Maguire moment right there yeah i wrote that as one of my I favorite moments like that. when she's interpreting like what her dad's saying to like the what the board of like the fishermen like the fisherman's union i guess maybe i don't know exactly what to call it but when oh, the dad's like you know what enough is this and she's like go fuck yourself you know like screw all of you and i love because like the entire community is the first time that they're like yeah fuck yeah you know what he's right that was <laughs> a, like, that was one of my favorite moments too there's so, there's to so many great moments in this movie but that moment oh just loved it yeah and i love like yeah we get the montage at the end where they've really like cemented themselves in their community like and you see, like, the mom, you know, and she even calls them, you know, like, all these hearing bitches, you know. But, like, towards the end, like, you see her working with the other wives, like, the fishermen. And, you know, they're all laughing. And towards the end, like, you see a lot more people signing with them, which I think is, like, the important aspect. Like, it just, I, I love that. It was a great way so to much. end it. So much. Well, that's what I liked about this movie is both Ruby, her brother, and both her parents, everybody grows in this movie. It's not just Ruby. Everybody does yeah and it's i mean the brothers is subtle like i guess gains more confidence gets a girlfriend but the parents you know start their own business they you know they go from thinking the community they don't like us because we're the deaf people to 
being more a part of the community and leaders, if you will. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. It is. It really is. And all done just so organically, too. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have no, no ending of great things to say about this movie. Then I guess there's a reason why it won Best Picture. Then we get to the I end. agree. It was great. I'll have to see the rest of them, but this was this was definitely great. Oh. Then we get to the real tearjerk moment, which is. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not crying. <laughs> Jordan's crying. <laughs> I'm laughing, not crying. He's like, oh, okay, all right. No, oh, and then we get to the end. Yeah, the end. Uh, the end where she's leaving for college. That part, yeah. Yeah, and are you talking about when she goes to a double take, says bye to her entire family, and her dad, you know. Wait. She, sign- she signs, but she also... Uh, her dad speaks one word, which is just go. Which that was like, whoa. Yeah. Again, oh. I'm holding up the pillow. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Jordan. I cry when I watch movies all like, the time. Like, like, I'm not crying. You're crying. It's okay to cry. There's nothing going on on the side of the pillow. <laughs> it's okay to cry, Jordan. It was a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful movie. I know, right? so good uh but yeah when she when she starts going away and then she's like wait wait stop her entire family <laughs> i know why does it make me so emotional you just love we're, to just, see we're it. just talking about it though i know well you know it's it was it was a powerful moment it just shows that they're always beer. there for each other this one beer was too much 7.1%. No, the beer, Jordan. It's okay. Totally the beer. Ah, <laughs> so beautiful though. It really so was. beautiful. I'm gonna recommend this to just about everybody. I tried looking up on Amazon, like, well, maybe this is coming out soon to buy. <sighs> Nothing. Kind of frustrating because I'm like, I don't want to sign up on Apple Plus just to see this movie again. Well, I feel like, especially it won Best Picture. It's I gotta come out on Blu-ray. Will- they will, yeah. I'm like they. I guarantee you, they will do a, you know, physical release. Oh, it. it has to get a physical release. It has to. I know. I like. I want this movie. It's so good. I know. I thought about the team. Like, oh yeah, I'm buying this. Didn't even think about it. I know. <sighs> Shit. I know. I looked it up on Amazon. I haven't tried Best Buy yet, but I think Amazon would have a release date at least. And there's nothing. I think I put it in. Amazon search. First thing they came up was Jackass Forever. I'm like, fuck this shit. Where the hell's Coda? Jackass Forever. Yeah. Stupid movie. Make me cry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> no, but I think we'll get it. There's a pretty good chance that this will come out in some sort of physical media. At the I very hope least, so. you should be able to buy it digitally. The cast was amazing, especially Amelia Jones, Marley, Matlin, and Troy, or excuse me, um, yeah, Troy Cutzer. So good. So, so good. I, I love the cast. I love just all the great moments with them. They made me laugh, made me cry. It was perfect. I mean, that's what a, that's what a good movie should do. Yeah. So glad I watched this movie. Me Fuck too. I'm really I'm so happy that we just decided to watch this. I 
sure morbius might have been fun to dunk on or maybe it would have been so bad that we're just like why are we even talking about this this sucks but i'm glad we decided like you know what let's watch it and i'm i'm so glad we did and we'll see it's got to be released in theaters i might go see this in theaters i just might it's that good it's that good well jordan i think uh I think that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, on. obviously it's hot take, but I like I said, like, even if it's a best picture nominee, it might not be a movie for like me, but it was. I love coming age movies. I thought you gotta be, you gotta said, be cold like, hearted enough to like this one. If you like if you read the synopsis, you're like, okay, I've kind of seen movies like this, but the execution and like what they do with this movie is so like just lock and step like from like you said like the the screenplay must have been the like one of the greatest because everything felt so good you know and so organic that it just you know hot take but my, the best picture nominee a plus for me i thoroughly enjoyed this i will be re-watching it if like streaming it and hopefully when it comes out on blu-ray or you know 4k i will buy a copy yeah i mean this, it does. this is a pretty great film i liked it quite a bit yeah, it wasn't perfect. I mean, I think I'd give it like a C plus, B minus. Yeah, C plus. Nah, just kidding. No, this is definitely A plus for me. I mean, anything that made me laugh and cry the way this one did, I'm like, A plus. A, A plus. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, a lot of people were saying, at least like some of my coworkers were saying, this is one of the best coming of age movies since Lady Bird. I need to see Lady Bird again, I guess, because I saw it once. I really enjoyed it, but I haven't seen it since theaters. And, and I... You- from what I remember of Lady Bird, I like this so much better than Lady Bird. But maybe I just need to see Lady Bird again because it's been a while. I, I, mean, I remember say, we both really liked it. As far as it's right up there with Licorice Pizza, they're both different styles of movies, I guess. Both coming of age, different styles, but both of them are still really, really good. I yeah, I don't think one's necessarily better than the other per se, but yeah, I mean, after I saw Licorice Pizza, I kept thinking about it, thinking about it till I finally went and saw it again. And I've been thinking about this movie all day since yesterday. Yeah. It's only been 24 hours, but I've been thinking about it all day. Hey, that's a good sign. There's movies that we've seen that I didn't think about the next day. Yeah. There's so. others. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not going to think about that movie anymore. Exactly. All right. Well, yeah, we should probably wrap this up here. We are going a little long, but that is, yeah, that is our review for Coda. The best picture of 2021. Woo! Yeah, Apple paid 20. This was at the Sundance, I believe. Apple paid 25 million for this. Damn, that's a that's gotta be a huge win. Yeah. I think they're glad they did too. But oh, yeah. what's 25 million to Apple, really? It's like what's it's like what's 500 million dollars for fucking microsoft it's nothing yeah exactly all right well yeah i guess we'll be back here next week with sonic 2 yeah i'm looking forward to that we sonic 2 and but the closer it gets like i'm definitely i think we're probably going to do sonic 2 going out of town this weekend but i really want to try and get to see everything everywhere all at once because i just keep hearing people talking and talking and talking about that movie from a24 mm-hmm. so i'm like okay it's i it's gone to the point where i'm like okay i like i thought the trailer looked interesting but i'm like okay i it has come is 
become like a I have to fucking see this movie. Yeah, it looks good. So if I don't get to it this week, I'm definitely going to squeeze it in sometime next week. Sweet. But yes. Alright, well, where can they find us? They can find us online movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks everybody for downloading the show. If you like it, share it with others. And we'll be back next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.